There's actually no chidushim on the gra of the gra on Parshas Vayikra, at least not in the sefer that I was looking at today, uh, which is just as well because it gives us an opportunity to start seeing the Tairus Hagra on the Haggadah Shal Pesach. It's always, uh, uh, you know, always good to to go through some ideas on the Haggadah before Pesach so that we have what to say at the meal at the seder and. Let's see what the Gain says. Um, it's found in Parshas Bay, in the Pnina Mishochan Agra, Parakir Beis Pasuk Chava Vahaya, Ki Yemre Aleichem Benechem, Maha Veda Zais Lachem. When your son will say to you one day, What is this Aveda to you? Of course, this is the question in the Haggadah that's posed by the Rasha. And the Torah doesn't. It doesn't say exactly who says what. The Mefarshim explain who says what. And these psukim that are you know, right next to each other in terms of the Haggadah, we have a Chacham, and then we have a Pasuk by a Rasha, uh, and Tam Shenir Delishel, it's all together here, but they're really scattered, these four statements throughout the Torah. Uh, one is in Parshas Bay, one is at the end of Parshas Bay, that's the Tam at the beginning of Sefer Devarim in Parak Vav, Pasuk Chaf is the question of the Chacham. And then, um, yeah, um, and then the She'enye de Lishel doesn't say anything, but we say back to him, he got it to live in That's also in Parshas Bay. I'm sorry, the, also in Parshas Bay, the, the answer to the Tom is, But this question in Parak Yud Bey's Pasuk Chavav in Parshas Bay, when he says, We know that that is the question that the Russia asks. This is what the Russia asks. And Yesh Lahavin Mahabdo Ben Shailas Hachachm Shailas Harasha, Damar Lachem, Ulafirach Hartso Lava Mishpa Lahakis Ashinov, Harigama Hachem Hitzias Asmana Klaub, Amr Maidis Asher Tsibasham Lakenu Eskam. This is like one of those classic questions that every person, you know, at the Seder, if he doesn't ask it, he should have asked it because the Hachem's response. And the Russia's response is almost identical. Like, we, but yet, what happens to Russia? We go crazy on. We go like, uh, we we go nuclear on the on the Russia. You have to uh, he, since he was by saying What's this to you? So it sounds like you know to you and not to me. So he was being mighty himself from the cloud. He was a kaifer beikar veafata hake shinav. You have to whatever that means, knock his teeth out or set his teeth on edge, ve'emerle, and tell him, only he would do this to me if we were leaving Egypt, but not to you. So this Russia really gets a, you know, real verbal lashing for having the audacity to say simply, what is this Aveda to you? Seeming to he seems to be putting himself on the on the outskirts of the the Machane Yisrael. But the strange thing is, and this is what the Gain is pointing out, if you look at the question of the of the Chacham, 
who is like, he's like the favorite child. He's, everybody wants to be the Chacham. What does he say? What are all these laws? What? What's the next word? Eschem. What does that mean, Eschem? Eschem means to you guys. He didn't say, Lanu. He didn't say, what are these laws that we're doing? He didn't, he didn't sound like a goody-goody. He sounded like, you know, he's also like, he's also too cool for school. Like, what, you know, Eschem. He's a Tamachacham. Speak to him in learning. Lechacham gets away scot free. He says pretty much the same, you know, type of, you know, angle as the Russia, but the Russia, uh, you know, is really in a lot of trouble for saying, and the Chacham is, uh, he's amazing, right? He is amazing. He said, uh, you know, a good, a good thing. He asked a good question. But he also says, This is a question that is a very obvious question. It's a question that everybody uh, should know. And it's really, uh, it seems like this is the Gain's question. I'm looking in a Agada. This is the Agada that I generally use on Seder night, if anyone cares. It's called Tal Iris. It's a wonderful Agada. It's a Likud of, um, like, really the best Pshatim. It's the same, brought to you by the same person who wrote the Tali Iris on Chumash, also a similar cover, but in blue. Uh, and he was, he was Nifter very young, unfortunately, Rabbi Rubin, but he, uh, he, he knows exactly how to find a gem uh, and collect them and put them together in a safer and a beautiful manner. So he quotes this, same thing that we're really learning out of the Sefer, He's, he quotes it in the, Hagra, in the Gra's Haggadah. There's Haggadah that's put out with the tire of the Gra. And this is uh, asked there as well. So, Venir Lefarish Ulagia Ice. And he says that I would like to uh, change a, uh, a single letter, says the Gain, which is not uncommon, the Gain does it. In fact, we're going to find that it's, a, uh, it's actually a Mechilta that does the same thing. What's the letter that the Gain wants to add? He says, um, Instead of saying, since the Russia took himself out of the out of the cloud, out of the general populace by by saying that so therefore kafar biker. He was by doing so he was kafar biker. The guy says, I respectfully would like to add a vav. I'd like to buy a vowel. I'd like to take a vav and add that to kafar biker. So instead of saying now, what does that help us? How does that help us if you add a vav? That I see that there is an advantage to wisdom over evil. Sichlos is like a foolish evil. And that advantage is like the same advantage that you find that light has over darkness. Very strange pasuk. What does that mean? Sounds good, but I don't know what it means. So the guy did know what it means. Listen to what the guy does with this pasuk. Amazing. What does it say by the creation of heaven and earth? 
Hashem calls the the light day. And the darkness he called night. What do you notice by this Pasuk? It says, Hashem called Aryaim. Doesn't say, doesn't mention Hashem's name by darkness. It only mentions his name in association with light. So, that fact, that irrefutable fact, that Hashem puts his name next to the word Ar and not next to the word Cheshach is something that we also find between the She'ela of the Chacham and the She'ela Sarasha, which is called evil. At least the Chacham, when he was asking his question, if you read the word in carefully, what does he say? What are all these rules and laws? Our God. So he put, so by the Chacham you find that what? He put his name, Hashem's name in his sentence. He wove Hashem into his conversation. That's very significant. The Rasha, there's no mention of Hashem. He just says, period, no mention of God. That's the same exact thing that we find by day and night in the first parish of the Torah. That it says Hashem called the, the, the light day, Elikim called the night, the, the, the light day. By Cheshach, it doesn't say it. It just says, this is what the Balagoda meant when it continued and said, He was mighty himself from the cloud. Additionally, besides for being mighty himself from the cloud, he did something else wrong. He was also Kaifer Beikr. He was Kaifer Beikr, meaning, you, how do you know that he was Kaifer Beikr? How do you know? It doesn't say in the Pasuk that he was, he was a heretic, that he was her, her, heretic, that he went against Hashem, but the fact that he didn't mention Hashem's name shows that there was something lacking in his amuna. He didn't have a relationship with Hashem. Chacham, you can't accuse of being a, a Kaifer Beikr. Why? Because he mentioned Hashem like Hainu. He said very clearly that Hashem is my God. That's a very big difference between a Chacham and a Rosh. If you, you have to like, be the Vilna Gain to realize that difference. But this is what uh, the Vilna Gain says. There's an inherent difference between a Chacham and a Rasha. Besides for the fact that you're, it's true that they're saying, they seem to be saying the same basic idea, Lachem versus Eschem, similar, very similar. But you have to notice the fact that the Chacham did include Hashem's name in the question which shows that he's still part of our camp. He's still not Kaifer Baker. He's very much on board religiously. So he's a Chacham. He's asking a good question. A Russia, though, when he's asking this question, you see that under the surface, there's brewing a Kfira Baker, Vikafer Baker. He didn't mention Hashem. That means he's sort of like severing Hashem from his life. He's a Kaifer Baker. And here's the brilliance of the Volnagain, Vizel Sha'amar Shlamamelech. This is what Shlomo Melech meant in Kahelis, that she He says that there is an advantage of Chachma over 
evil. Chloima, what does that mean? Ben she'elas ha'chachma shelas ha'rasha. What is Chachma versus Rasha? The question that the Torah quotes the Chacham is asking versus the question that the Torah is quoting the Rasha is asking. What is that? What's the difference? What is the advantage that a Chacham has over Rasha? Ki Yisrael ha'ar menachayshech, like the advantage that Ar has over Chayshech. What does that mean? What's the advantage that Ar has over Chayshech? Ha'ino digabe Ar nechtav Hashem. So the Vilna Gain, as only the Vilna Gain could do, figures this out. Who would think about this? Who would have the, the brilliance, the genius, to be able to find the Apostolic in Kehelas, that the advantage of a Chacham over Russia is the advantage of R over Chaisha, which is like a baffling you know, a statement that Shlomo Melch makes that nobody until the Vilna Gain probably had any idea what he was really talking about. Comes from the Vilna Gain, I know what he's talking about. The advantage of, of a Chacham over a Rasha in the Haggadah or in the Torah, which is quoting the Chacham and the Rasha, is the same as the advantage of Ar over Chayshech. What's the advantage of Ar over Chayshech? Ar has Hashem's name by it. Chayshech does not. That's the difference between a Chacham and a Rasha that a Chacham has the, at least he has the, the frumkite that he's adding Hashem to the conversation. So if you, and you it's, it's a, you know, how can you say that? How can, because you're allowed to ask questions. Yiddishkeit allows us to ask questions. Isn't that all we, what we do all day? Isn't that what Taisa is doing, what Rashi is doing, what the Gemara is doing, what Rishayim are doing, what Achayim, it's all questions. We're not afraid of questions. You just have to make sure that when you're, the way that you phrase your question is one that includes Hashem in it. Because if you're asking it as a kaifer b'ikr, that's, that's not an acceptable type of, of question. But if a person is asking a question, as a Talmud Chacham asks a question, it's not a, oh my gosh, he's a kaifer b'ikr, he's asking a question on, on, a, on a Rashi and Chumash, how, how could he do that? No, that's, that's what a Talmud Chacham does. As long as we know that his, place is in a, you know, his heart is in the right place. He's doing it by saying Hashem Aleikeinu. If you have Hashem Aleikeinu on your side, you can say Eschem. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not Chutzpah to say Eschem. It's when a Russia says without mentioning Hashem, now you're already showing signs of Kfira Be'ikr. You're showing that you don't believe and you're, you know, you're, you're off the derech, you're not into it, and you're like distancing yourself from, from the rest of Klal Yisrael. And that is a, a very, very big, uh, big problem. So before we say one Haisaf onto this guy, I just want to tell you a, a quick, um, a quick vart that Rabbi Zama Meltzer says. There's a story uh, that that's brought. I wonder if he brings it here. Very possible that he does. Um, I don't see it offhand, but let me just see if it's by the maybe. Um, I don't see it. Anyway, but th- listen to what he says. Rabbi Sazam Meltzer in his Sefer um, Ebena Azal brings a Misa, which is very rare for Rabbi Sazam to do in his Sefer. His Sefer is Halacha Sefer on the Rambam. Uh, he brings a Misa from Reb Chaim. Now, if you look in different Svarim, will bring different Reb Chaim. Some will bring it from Reb Chaim Velazhener, and some will bring it from Reb Chaim Brisker. 
And I don't know to this day, you know, which is the right version. You see it, many some quote this story, and it's not clear who it is. But let's just say for argument's sake, it's Reb Chaim Velazhin. That's I normally quote as Reb Chaim Velazhin, or maybe that's what Reb Zalman did as well. Not, I don't remember. But a Talmud who used to learn in Velazhin, and then he went off the derech, which sounds very surprising, but... If you know a little bit of the history of Velazhin, there are certain kufas. Maybe it was later. Maybe it was talked about Chaim Brisker when he was in Velazhin. But there were certain elements of Haskalah that had crept into Velazhin. Believe it or not, Velazhin we always look at as like the the most perfect laboratory of Tyra, and you know everything was perfect there. But if you read some history books, you'll find that towards the later period in Velazhin, even though it started off extremely Kaddish Vitar, there were there were elements of Haskalah that crept in to certain parts of the yeshiva. And so it's not totally shocking that there would be somebody that went off uh, from Velazhin. And, and years later, he bumps into Reb Chaim, his rabbi, the Rashiva Velazhin, and he, he approaches Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim maybe, you know, sort of remembers him from so many years ago. And he said, you know, what happened to you? Like, where, you know, you left the yeshiva very suddenly and haven't seen you in decades. Like, what, what's your story? He says, Rebbe, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He says, I had a lot of questions. I had Sveikas and Amuna, I had questions in Amuna, and as a result of that, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I left Yeshiva. He says, and, and maybe now the Rashiva, you know, we bumped into each other, maybe the Rashiva could enlighten me about some of my questions on Amuna. I have these Sveikas and Amuna, they're haunting me, and they've been haunting me for decades, and maybe you can answer them. He says, I'd be happy to. He says, but before I answer your questions, let me ask you a question. Before you had these fakas in Amuna, were you nichshal in an Avera? Was there like a major Avera that you fell, fell prey to? I don't know, maybe, whatever, use your imagination, like a very severe type of Avera. Did you, did you slip up with a, with a cardinal type of Avera, like a major Avera? Yes or no? He says, yes, I remember my sins today. I did slip up. I did, have a very, I, did, I did a very bad Avera. He says, and then your questions started coming to you. right? He says, yes. He says, if that's the case, I can't answer what you want, what you want me to answer today. He says, because I'm, I could answer a kasha. I can answer a question, but I can't answer a teretz. I can't answer an answer. What does that mean? He says, what your questions that you came up with in Amuna, these questions about, you know, whatever, did Hashem really create the world? Did Hashem really give us the tire? Did Hashem, re- whatever, all these things, you, these are just fabricated to be metarates what you did. You did an Avera, and, you know, you felt guilty, or maybe you liked the Avera so much that you wanted to do more of that Avera with a, with a guilt-free conscience. So what you did, what do you do? How do you, how do you get around Hashem? No problem, I'll, I'll make up questions. I'll ask questions on, on Amuna. And if I ask questions on Amuna, so then if I, you know, if I can convince myself there's no Abish there, I don't have to feel guilty anymore about the Avera that I did. And maybe the Avera that I plan on continuing doing. He says, I could be Metaritz Kashas, but I can't be Metaritz Terutzim. This is the Misa that, and it's so true. I mean, it's very, very, it's very true. Um, 
a matter of fact, somebody came to me, I think it was just last week in Yeshiva, and he came to me and he, and he looked awful. And he, I said, what's the problem? He said, yeah, I have Sveikas and Amuna and Sveikas and Amuna and whatever. I said, I, I, mamish, I said, you know, let me ask you a question. Did you slip up? You know, did you, were you Nifshal and an Avera? I ripped, I, uh, it's torn from the headlines. I took a page from Chaim. So he says, he says, how'd you know that? So yeah, I was Nifshal. And, uh, and then I said, because this is Pasha. This is the way the human, this is human, human psychology. This is how we, we this is how we roll. We, we do an Avera. And then like, it's in, instead of like feeling guilty and instead it's much easier just to throw the whole religion away or to have questions on our Muna. It makes our conscience, uh, you know, a lot easier to, to bear our guilty conscience. Anyway, so Chaim Lashon, takes this story, which is a, an amazing story, and he plugs it into the Lashon of the Haggadah over here. He says, it says by the Russia, it says a Lashon of Ulufisha. I wish I would have made a copy of a page of the Haggadah for you so you could write it down and maybe say it over Saturday night if it, if it fits. But by the Russia, it says, Ulufisha hoitzias atzvim in and because the Russia took himself out of the cloud, Kafar Baker, he was Kafar Baker. Now, it should have really been the opposite. It should have said, Ulufisha Kafar Baker, since he was Kafar Baker. It all started because he was Kafar Baker. That's why he was mites himself from the cloud. That's why he said, he said, Lachem Vlailai. He said, Lachem, which means that why, why would he say that? Because he was Kafar Baker. So it should have said Lafisha Kafar as Atzmanaklal, that led him Lafisha Kafar Baikar, that led him to be Maitis Atzmanaklal. Why does it say Ulafisha Haitis Atzmanaklal Kafar Baikar? So Rabbi Zaman says, because of Rabchaim. This is exactly what it means. Because you want to be mighty yourself from the cloud. You want to, you want to, you know, you did something wrong. You're a Russia. You want to, you want to get out of it. You want to be, you want to take yourself away from, from Klal Yisrael. You don't want to like have to deal with the guilt and the conscience and the, the pangs and the, you know, the shame. So because of that, what is, what does a person do very often? He's Kafir Bikr. The Kafir Bikr is, is the terrorist for what you did wrong. You did something wrong. You want to be Mataritz? Okay, Kafir Bikr. That's uh, that's Rabbi Zalman's brilliant uh, brilliant idea. I wanted to give a, a different shot. I thought of once uh, how we know to answer this question of the guy. Not answer, I'm not dealing with the terrors of the guy, which is amazing that one said Hashem's name and one didn't. But maybe there's another way of of, of finding a difference between the lashon of the Russia versus lachem, the lashon of the chacham. So in order, the reason why it's not so apparent is because. The Haggadah doesn't quote the entirety of what the Chacham said, or what the Torah says about the Chacham. It just starts from um, the, that the Chacham says, Ma'edisachukim. But how does that Pasuk start? It says like this, this is in Devarim Vav, Pasuk Chaf. Ki Yishalcha Bincha Machar Lemar. When your son is going to ask you, Machar, tomorrow he's going to ask you the following. And then you should say to him, etc. If you notice the Lashon by the Rasha, if you go back to Parshas, that, that was in Sefer Devarim, you go back to Sefer Shemais, in Parshas Bay. So what is the Lashon there? By the Rasha it says 
that Yud Bez Chav Vav, when your sons will tell you, there's one word that's really much different by the Chacham than the Russia. Besides for what the, what the Gain says, that by the Russia he omits Hashem's name, by the Chacham he includes it. It's another very basic difference, and that is that by the Torah, when it's introducing the words of the Chacham, what does the Torah say? One word. Machar. The son is going to ask a question that's Nageya to tomorrow, to the future. The Russia doesn't speak about the future. The Russia just says, it just speaks about the present. It says that, um, your son is going to say to you, it doesn't say anything about Machar. That's a very, very, that's a way that you know whether somebody's a Chacham or somebody's a Rasha. The diff, one of the major differences between a Chacham and a Rasha is that a, a Rasha lives for today. He lives just for now. He doesn't want to think about tomorrow. He doesn't want to think about tomorrow. A Rasha is somebody that always, like there's a Pasuk somewhere, it says, Achal v'shasai ki machar namus. Let's eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we will die. I don't want to think about tomorrow. Tomorrow is, tomorrow is nothing as far as I'm concerned. I only think about the present. That's a, that's a Russia. A Russia is somebody, they, they don't make any cheshpeinus about tomorrow. Tomorrow is not important to me. Tomorrow I'm going to die. Tomorrow the future, it's not important. I, you're going to have to give a din v'chesh. I'm not thinking about din v'cheshpein. I'm not thinking about the aim ha'maves. I'm not thinking about tomorrow morning how I'm going to feel after, after the Aveir was committed. I'm not thinking about... I'm thinking about now. Right now. Is it Gishmak to do or not? Yes, it's very Gishmak. It's very tempting. I want to do it. Boom, I do it. Well, well, what about tomorrow? What about the future? What about after you get married? How are you going to feel then? How are you going to feel after you have kids? How are you going to have to feel you know, when you get old, when you have uh, grandchildren? When you have, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about now. Right now it's what I want. And tomorrow I'm not, it isn't in my cheshman. Not in my cheshman. That's like, for example, do we find that ever in Chumash, such a concept, concept that somebody gave away something precious for a momentary pleasure? Esav, excellent. Esav, he gave away the Bechaira. He gave away the Bechaira to Yaakov. For what? For a Nezid Adashim, for a bowl of Cholent. Bowl of Cholent. He had a bowl of Cholent. Yaakov was cooking up a geshmaka bowl in the pantry, in the crockpot. It smelled really good. And, and Yaakov says, you know, would you like some cholent? He says, yeah, it looks really good. Okay, what do you, you, know, what do you got for it? Uh, I don't know, what do you want? I want your bechaira. <laughs> sure, of course. I want the, I want the cholent, you want the bechaira. Per- perfect, great shidduch. What do you mean? You gave away the bechaira? Do you know what that means? That means that in the future, Klai Yisrael are going to be in the Beis Hamikdash, they're going to be working. The Chashuva people are going to be the Bechayrim. They're going to be the they were the Kayanim before the Chet Egal, the Bechar. If you were firstborn, you were it. You were you know you got Rishain, you got Mafter Yain, you got every whatever you wanted was the Bechar. You give Truma, you get Trumas, you get uh, you know all of the all the the Matnas, uh, all the Matanis of uh, of the Karbanis, uh, the 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 Zrayel Chayayim, the Keba, the everything is the Kayans. The Kayans uh, does quite well, quite well. 
the Kayin does, the Bukhara would do. But that's down the road. That's like, I have to wait till after Yitzhiz Mitzrayim and this, that. No, 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 no. I want it now. I want that. So basically, they're not thinking about tomorrow. If you think about tomorrow, we'd be different people. Imagine if we always thought about tomorrow. Right? How many times do we do this? Like at night, we're looking at something in our dorm rooms. And, you know, we're in the mood to like, we have a strong Yitzhahara, a strong Taiva to watch a certain movie or to watch, you know, something that we shouldn't be looking at. Bechlal. And, uh, you know, now, if you'd stop a moment, give it a pause, and just think for a second, okay, if you're nichshul in this Aveya right now, how are you going to wake up tomorrow morning? How are you going to feel in the morning, the morning after? You're not going to feel too good. You're going to feel pretty gross, right? If, you'd think, if you could think about tomorrow before the Aveira, that would be a great firewall between you and the, and the Aveira. I don't want to deal with guilt. I don't want to deal with tomorrow morning feeling dirty, feeling impure, feeling, you know, sullied. And I certainly don't want to deal with this after the machar, yesh machar mamish, yesh machar lachar zman. There's a, a machar tomorrow morning. Then there's another machar after we die. We have to give it in v'cheshven, or maybe it's going to be on Rashon Yom Kippur time. Whenever the machar is, I'm going to have to deal with this. I don't want to deal with it. A rasha says, stop it. You know, there's a rasha on, on your shoulders. It's like, come stop with the machar. You know, enough with the macher. Forget macher. Right now, it's kishmak. You want to see this. You want to feel this. You want to try this. You want to experiment. You want to enjoy it. Tomorrow you're going to die. Don't think about tomorrow. Tomorrow is not, not, it's not in our vocabulary, macher. Today is what counts. Do, let's do it. And so we do it. We jump in. We make these rash decisions. We make, we do really bad averis. We make really stupid decisions all because we're thinking about things today, we're not thinking about things tomorrow. We're, we're selling our souls, we're selling our future for a bowl of lentil soup, period. That's Esau, that's Russia. So Russia doesn't think about tomorrow. He doesn't have, there's no mention of, he just says, Your sons will say, Very nice, no mention of Machar. When it comes to the Chacham, the Chacham is very different. The Chacham says, Ki Bincha Machar Lamar. The Lamar, what he's going to say is all with an eye to tomorrow. He's thinking about tomorrow. He's not just saying things rashly. He's thinking about, if, he's, if there's a word Machar in this sentence, that's the Chacham. That's the difference between a Chacham and a Russia right there. One word is a Chacham thinks about tomorrow. He's worried about what am I going to do t- tomorrow? Don't forget about tomorrow. I don't want to wake up disgusting tomorrow. I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to have to answer to God. I don't want to answer to, you know, to myself and my conscience and my guilt. I don't want to deal with it. But we, if we do rash decisions at that moment, it doesn't mean that we're a Russia because we're Nishlan Averis. We're, we're, you know, we're trying our best, but we have, with the best of intentions, when we don't think about Machar, we're going to be in problem. It's going to be a problem. So the different, this is my own pshat, Lahavdil, it's, you know, not the Gain's pshat, the Gain says his pshat with, a, with Hashem Lekenu, a Chacham always uses Hashem's name, like the R over Chayshach. I'm just adding another possibility that in the context of the Pasuk, he wouldn't know this by looking in the Agada because the Agada doesn't quote this part of the Pasuk, it just jumps in and says that the Chacham is the one that says Ma'edas, but if you look in the Pasuk and look at it yourself, Tavar Vav Chaf, 
Kishalcha Bincha Machar Lehman. This is also the Lushan of the um, the Shania de Elisho, who is, I mean, um, is it the Tom of the Shania de Elisho? Second? Yeah. No, it's the Shania. Yeah, it's the Tom, I believe. Let's see one second. Shemais Yud Gimel. Yud Gimel Yudalad. Shemais Yud Gimel Yudalad. Again. Okay, so he's a he's a um, he's a tum. He's a simple. So he's a good guy. He's just a tum. He's uh, he's simple, but he's not a rasha. He's also as simple as he is. Even a tum knows to think about tomorrow. He's a you're a pure, good, fine person. Even a tum uh, has an eye to tomorrow. The only person that doesn't really have an eye to tomorrow is a Russia. Russia doesn't think about tomorrow, he doesn't want to know about tomorrow, he just wants to know right now, what can I have? What can I enjoy? What can I feel? What can I do? Let's party. And and I mean it's amazing. It's amazing what, what people do in in with rash judgments, with rash decisions. Like they make you know, we all do this, I guess, you know, but they make uh, decisions that if they would if they would be normal, if they would be able to like think about it for a few seconds before they do something before they make the decision, if they would be able to just stop themselves, this is crazy what you're doing, you know, then, and it's with anything. I mean, it's, it, it could be applied to everything. It could be applied to Gila Arias. You know, people have these crazy relationships with, you know, what are you doing? Like, are you crazy? You know you're going to get caught. You know it's going to be another problem. They're not thinking. The answer is they're not thinking. They just want it now, and that's all. Sometimes it happens with, uh, with Ritzicha, person kills somebody. What are you killing the guy for? You, you, do you know you're going to be in jail the next 60 years of your life for, for killing somebody? Yeah, but I want to kill... What, are you crazy? They're not thinking about macher. They're thinking about right now. It's called, that's why they call it a crime of passion. You don't even think about it. It's like a momentary lapse of, of sanity. You just like lose it and you get so angry at somebody, you kill them. And then what? There's no macher. You didn't think about macher. And the same is true with stealing. You go into a Seven Eleven. You stick the guy up for it. He gives you a, you know, a, what gives you a Slurpee? What do you, what do you get for it? And then for you know for years you have to sit in jail for what? For a Slurpee? That's what you did it for? I was thirsty. What are you thirsty? You're crazy. But people do that. It sounds ridiculous. What people do? Okay, maybe it's not so. Maybe it's ten dollars. Maybe it's two hundred fifty dollars. You're going to be in jail. You're going to have a criminal record. You're going to. They just do it. People do, this is, this is not like, I mean, Baruch Hashem, by from people, we don't have necessarily that much exposure to this world, but uh, hopefully we don't. But, but, there, but a, a large majority of the world out there does this every single day. It's a Maisa B'chal Yom, Gila Arayas, and Shvichas Dammim, and, and, you know, and, 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 and Geneva, and Gezela, and Chamas, and it's all, it's all over. It's rampant. What are they thinking? Are you crazy? I'm just, I just, I just, it looked tempting and I did it. It looked tempting and I did it. Or I got so angry and I did it. Or I just felt at the moment it was the right thing to do and I did it. I gave in and, but there's no machar. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking about machar. If I would only have that word machar flashing in neon in front of my eyes all the time, I wouldn't do any averis. But I forget about the fact that there's a machar. A chacham always keeps that word machar on his glass. You can like scratch in the word machar on your glasses 
and, and you'll be okay because you're not going to do stupid things because you're going to think about the morning after, tomorrow. What's going to be tomorrow? And when a person doesn't think about tomorrow, that's a Russia. The difference between a Chacham and a Russia is the fact that by a Chacham, there's the word Machar. He's thinking always the future, the future, the future. I want to be clean. I want to be healthy. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to, I don't want to feel guilt. I don't want to feel distance from Hashem. A Russia, it just let's go for it. Let's say right, right here and right now, bring it on. That's all. But tomorrow, tomorrow, not tomorrow. I don't care about tomorrow. It's just now. It's just now. Okay, my son.